0: hello everyone welcome back to our podcast where the real detoxification lies and which we call tuck and fire podcast and this is going to be 38th or 39th episode i guess yeah we always forget about numbers but whatever it is happy republic day
1: happy republic day guys it's a day to celebrate (laughs) we are going to talk about why in a moment
0: exactly we are going to talk about something related to it only and ashish going to throw a bundle of light on it and
1: uh, yeah if you look at it we are like second to third generation into the free india and over time we start to forget yeah like the importance the, yeah what is the importance how bad it can be yeah we start forgetting about it yeah, yeah. how important it is mm. to maintain and how it just might slip out of your hands mm-hmm. it is important for you to realize but there's such a disconnect like my grandmother lived in a time of uh, colonial india exactly and she's gone
0: <laughs> <laughs> right
1: and uh, my father was born in 60s
0: you know my uh, grand mother she was born in somewhere around hmm. uh, 1900 uh, three yeah she lived like yeah. 100 years right 107 years yeah so she's, yeah.
1: she saw everything she saw everything i would like, like to get her one on one. this podcast get her while on this podcast but
0: she's <laughs> no more <laughs> yeah
1: yeah so it was completely different like the early 1900s the way uh, united states would have seen or the way ussr at that time would have seen it's completely different from the way that india saw They had completely different agendas at that time. They did not care about the world war. They cared about their freedom because that's like the first important thing right now. Who cares about getting the world dominance or stopping someone's invasion or something? Like first, get me freedom. We are already occupied.
0: Yeah. Earlier people used to be so much uh, loyal to their country and Mm. they were so much full of, you know, respect and loyalty. Yeah, yeah, patriotism, right, for the respective country. But nowadays, we feel that we are, but we may never compare ourselves the way they were. Yeah,
1: Komal, I'll tell you, this this feeling of nationalism or uh, patriotism, Mm -hmm. it fades away. So, uh, in the time of desperation, let us say some war is going on. It Mm -hmm. is at its peak, partially because of the propaganda, partially because it is time of the need like we have to stick together right and people work harder they struggle more and then the time of peace comes and then people forget about it kind of right nationalism can definitely go in the wrong direction look at national socialist party yeah in germany right so it can definitely go in the wrong direction and it might be a propaganda of a lot of dictators as well yeah uh, to combine a collection and then rule over them but to a huge extent it is good like you and I, when we see the tricolor, we feel like, yeah, we belong to this country. And uh, yeah. let us say we are fighting, like we are having an argument yeah. in the market. And then someone shows us the flag.
0: Yeah.
1: And then we think, why are we fighting? Like we belong to the same. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. So,
1: so a little bit of unity is important, right? Yeah. Because we as humans, we live in a community and we want to belong to something and we cannot function independently Yeah. so there has to be something that makes us feel like we are together
0: yeah so that can happen through you know sports yeah
1: sports is good that can
0: happen through maybe um someone who is representing us on our in on the international platforms yeah maybe uh someone who is representing us in the science global summits science whatever yeah. it is like yeah. representing india as a yeah. person on international platform yeah. and re- i remember the moment when the neeraj chopra he just won yeah. gold medal and other uh, other people also they won different different medals yeah so uh, it was so um uh, proud moment like mm-hmm. i i could feel the zeal i could feel the you know the pride i could feel the the winning moment as if i i only won mm-hmm. so i think these kind of thing uh are necessary and yeah. these kind of things make you feel like that you belong to the same place yeah
1: there, there are like some feelings or emotions that you can't really fight right yeah. they're like embedded in you those are your human emotions exactly and belonging to a community is good it yeah. feels good right obviously it should be in a positive manner but yeah let's let's talk about why is 26 january so important yeah to most uh, most people would think that um, the 15th august is more important yeah, the independence yeah, yeah. day is yeah. more important than this republic day right yeah but actually both are equally important if yeah. not one more than other
0: yeah 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 right exactly so
1: People don't know that we got... Our or we
0: can say like uh, 26th January, a little bit has higher take. Yeah. Like we were, we got independence on 15th August, but mm. we were not completely independent. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Until, unless uh, it was 26th January 1950. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So what actually happened is uh, in 47, we became a dominion. Yeah. So we are not completely separated from the British Empire. We are still in touch with that. They are still superior. because They are
0: still controlling us and regulating us from distance. So
1: Jawaharlal Nehru became the Prime Minister of India in 1947 itself, the day of the independence. He took the office. But as long as you are a Dominion, you are not an independent country. Now, Britishers had their reasons to make it a Dominion because they said that until unless you make a constitution yeah. we cannot let you fly around because yeah. any country can be turned into a dictatorship even exactly. with a democracy yeah yeah so what democracy gives is the power to people to elect its prime minister in this case or president in some other cases of democracy can't really use the term leader we can't really use the term any like military leader or something like that, those are wrong terms, I think. Representative you can Yeah, representative, best. Yeah. So, for example, the first time when United States uh, was free, right, in the 1700s, they were wondering like, what are we going to call uh, Washington? What are we going to call him? So, they're thinking like leader? No, not really. What are you going to call him? So, they thought that president would be a good term because president is like, You are a president of your class, something like that. Even in your college, you have president. Like, you are responsible. Exactly. It is not like you you have some extreme superior power or you are better than others. Hmm. You are responsible for others. Yeah. Right? So, in a similar manner, where was I again? Yeah. So, we got a prime minister and then you have to have a constitution because democracy, even though the people elect, Uh, their uh, prime minister in this case democracy can have give any power to the elected person to create new laws and these laws have to be bounded bounded by constitution yeah like you cannot go against that you cannot hurt equality of individuals by creating some new law yeah and thus it needed to be settled and they said that once you get that down yeah. You're going to be an independent country. So India properly on paper became an independent country in
0: 1950.
1: Yeah. Right? 26th of January. That is the yeah. importance so of this day.
0: Ultimately, we can say we literally mm-hmm. got independent on yeah. this day and it's called Republic Day. Like uh, we became or we can say that we, India became democratic republic. So yeah republic means when you have constitution mm-hmm. when you have your own constitution which is the supreme which is you can call the king of kings yeah. and everybody have to bow down in front of constitution whether it is courts whether it is uh, j- judiciary lower judiciaries mm-hmm. or, or whether bureaucracy it is, yeah. yeah whether it is uh, uh, advocates of mm. uh, maybe supreme court yeah. and whether it is government parliament whatever it is uh, everyone have to has to bow down in front of a constitution and yeah. it's not something like people call it like a breathing document hmm. someone who dictates you what to do and what not to do yeah. so it's like it's it's called like enforcement of law upon democracy like democracy is like whenever we talk about democracy there is only one term which defines the democracy the best which is called by the people, Mm -hmm. for the people, and of the people. Mm -hmm. And when we talk about republic, so republic is something when uh, the head of the state is an elected uh, elected representative. Mm -hmm. So uh, what happened that the republic... So we became democratic republic. So uh, I was just going through it. And Mm -hmm. if only a country is democracy, then what can happen? They can do anything. Even Mm -hmm. if they are getting elected, they can Mm -hmm. do anything. Um, Suppose they are not... uh, you can say they are not secular mm-hmm. like they can enforce like when i talk about secular it means they are putting their own religion on mm-hmm. the country of people yeah yeah. so uh, all religions are yeah, not all, like whatever that... they are preaching whatever they are practicing they can enforce that yeah but uh, they can do anything like suppose if they talk about like men are higher and they are supposed to work outside, and women need to, need to stay inside. It mm-hmm. can happen. Everything is in their hands. But yeah. uh, like, but uh, when we talk about republic, mm-hmm. so republic means you have the constitution, and that constitution, the, if you if you have constitution, it means you have laws. Yeah. So if you have laws, those law laws are above everything, yeah. and they'll even control the uh, government. Parliament, everything they'll control. They are bounded by yeah. It. So basically, that means even if like uh, uh, earlier democracy was uncontrolled, now it has also been like controlled. Now it is also limited. They can't do anything because democracy can uh, like if it is uh, without republic, it can be turning into you can say dictatorship. You mm. never know.
1: The last yeah. last podcast only we discussed a very good example. Uh, what happened after Russian Revolution? Yeah. Right. So it anything can go out of control. And what we talked in the last one is that a lot of times these revolutionaries also have their own agenda. Like they want the power for themselves. So they want to remove the colonization or whoever is the king at that time or whatever is the current government. That was very sorry about that. That's so right. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. So that is the reason why we needed that boundary and that is see one thing is good that what happened in the 40s united states france uh, united kingdoms canada they were all in a journey to establish as much stable democracy as possible
0: throughout the globe throughout the
1: globe yeah so and the opposite was the agenda of ussr to establish. Access establish
0: powers we can say mainly
1: Access power was disintegrated so we disintegrated we cannot say that axis power basically comprised of japan italy and uh, germany germany right yeah so fascist uh, italy fascist germany and imperial japan and they lost the war so they were completely demolished yeah. and ussr was never a part of it ussr signed a pact molotov ribbentrop which lasted for only 2 years until hitler invaded russia so it broke away uh, but what we were left with was uh, communism or socialist uh, group or against the capitalists. So, USSR wanted to establish as much communism as possible. That is why we saw the Korean War. That is why we saw Vietnam War. And right now, you can count handful number of countries which are actually communist, right? But yeah. what Britain's idea at that time was that if we let it fly, then it might turn into communism. It might turn yeah. into uh, a dictatorship. So yeah. they wanted to make sure.
0: Yeah, because earlier what happened in India, it was very much disintegrated.
1: Yeah, India was ruled by yeah. kings.
0: Yeah, it was very much disintegrated and it was very scattered. Mm-hmm. And I think British, like we can just give this thing to them, mm-hmm. sure that they helped us becoming, uh, mm-hmm. you, you know... Um, getting integrated yeah yeah
1: yeah but they they had their own reasons yeah so,
0: like i'm not saying that is fair mm-hmm. but that uh that acted like a catalyst yeah because we earlier we were very disintegrated but we then we became an uh, entire india and now we, yeah maybe india is against Br- britishers now yeah
1: see Kumail, yeah. that that brings me back to the same thing adversity unites the people exactly, right yeah. so so any of the bad situations that happen ultimately can be turned into something good mm. right or it can go out of control like you look at french revolution they went out full-on bloodshed and ultimately was left at the same place after somewhere around 50 years yeah right but what happened with india i think it is pretty sound and uh, we are like the youngest democracy right now kind yeah. of kind of the last who got got its freedom and then established democracy Others are pretty older. Yeah.
0: Who, who
1: got after 1950s? I think. Uh, I think there's one mm, yeah. country. Um, there country. might be few. Yeah, you yeah, might let. You like, can't just yeah, but say that. One of the biggest. Okay. There might yeah. be smaller countries. Yeah, yeah. One size of the wise. Biggest. Yeah. Right. So, uh, where was I again? Yeah. One of the biggest democracies. <laughs> in that. Yeah. So, we got something good out of it. Right. Yeah. But that was a long span of time. It was like 200 years. So even, we cannot really say that they brought us together. Other way around also in 200 years, a lot can change in a place. Right? Yeah. We never yeah. know. Like earlier also, kings were fighting. They were trying to get, and some kings really went big. Yeah. Like what was that? There was a movie also on that by Ranbir Kapoor, I think. Some Maharashtrian uh, Who is Ran- Ranbir Kapoor? No, no Ranbir Singh, Singh. We saw it together, right?
0: Padmavat. No,
1: th- other than that. Uh, Bajira. Uh, ba- yes, yes, is yes. I, he, he con- I
0: feel like all the movies are same. <laughs> like they have made the similar kind of movies.
1: No, what I'm saying is that he so conquered from I'm left saying. to right, right? So from east to west to east, he went up to uh, West Bengal.
0: Kali Bali. No, no, that is, that is a
1: different one. <laughs> I'm talking about Bajira only. Okay. Yeah, so he was a Maratha and then he conquered a huge part of land. Yeah. So th- that is w- what was going on at that time. So we don't know how it would have gone. But uh, ultimately, it became a gigantic country, right? Mm. And that is that is a thing that is super unique about India that it is super diverse. Yeah. I know Russia is diverse in a huge sense, big countries generally go towards diversity but India has amazing levels of diversity like you can move from one state to another state and languages are changed completely yeah. cultures are changed and I think we are fortunate to see so many different cultures so for example you go from Kerala to Tamil Nadu you see different festivals you see yeah. different kind of people you see different language
0: Within one state only, you'll see Hmm. multiple uh, religions. You go to West Bengal,
1: different. You go to Bihar, different. Hmm. You go to Punjab, different. You
0: go to Nagaland, you'll see different things. Correct. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So it is an extremely diverse country.
0: Yeah.
1: And a unity in that kind of country, the freedom fighters had a tough job uniting so many people in a time where we did not have any like media. On top of that, the colonial empire had the media controlled. So whatever you had in terms of radio or newspaper, it was controlled. So they had to literally speak out, go to the stages and just shout, scream like this is going on. You need to understand. So Mm -hmm. the same thing happens for hundreds of years. People think that this is how things goes. Who knows the different ways, right? So they really did their job. So, I, I wanted to talk about uh, Subhash Chandra Bose. Yeah. And uh, he is a very, to some extent, sometimes controversial figure, but yeah. definitely a very mystical figure, mysterious mm-hmm. kind of person. Yeah. Right. And uh, giving you an idea what was actually going on in India when the World War Two was going on.
0: Yeah.
1: Right. So, I think that his birthday was a couple of days ago. And... Uh, I went through a lot of stuff related to him and it was easy for me because I've already gone through World War II. Yeah. So, 1939, the war started and uh, he was a part of the National Congress Party at that time, led by mainly Mahatma Gandhi. And uh, the party had a very simple motto, non-violence. They are not going to... ...put out their arms and they are not going to shed blood. Yeah. They are going to peacefully protest, which makes a lot of sense to a huge yeah. extent. They they are going to take what is theirs, they are not going to settle down for anything less. But also they are not going to take it by violence, because I think what they believed is that... ...if you take it with violence, it is less stable, maybe. That was the idea that if you take it without violence, it is more certain and long-lasting... But whatever might be the idea, Subhash Chandra Bose thought that violence is necessary sometimes and he was not the only one. You can see that uh, the other part like Bhagat Singh and all went in a similar route. But uh, what he thought is that since we are at war and even half of Britain in 1939 was thinking that we should just make peace with Hitler. It, it makes a lot of sense. I think that he is going to defeat us all and uh, he's going to win, so why not just shake hands with him, right? And it was a different time. So Neville Chamberlain uh, resigned and then, what was his name? Winston Churchill came into the office and he said that I'm not going to talk to that man. But what rest of the world thought is that Britain is going to fall and Hitler did not really wanted to destroy Britain, he wanted to make peace because he's like the most racist person the history has ever seen. And he believed that white people are superior than everyone else and UK is filled with white people. So he, for that reason, wanted to shake hands with them and maybe the next step was to invade America and get them to have peace with them. So what people were thinking is that the Axis power is actually going to win this war. And like I said before, the Axis power comprised of Germany, Italy, and Japan. Pay attention to this because it is going to be useful very soon. So, Sebastian the Bush at that time thought, see, I want to go with violence because I want to get freedom to this country before this war ends. If I don't get it, and probably we are going to stick like this for decades and decades or maybe a century more. So, he said that, I need to do it fast. I need to do it with violence. Now, let us look at the logic right now. I cannot go to France, USA, uh, or any other democratic countries to ask for help to go against uh, Britain. Does not make sense. They are alliance, right? So, who do I look for? Okay. Germany is there. And that is where the controversy comes because we have a handshake f- picture of Sebastian the Bose with Hitler. Yeah and uh, he even fought uh, against Indians at Burma with the help of Japan, which was imperial at that time. So you need to understand that time we were in, which was completely different, and you need to understand that the decisions or the actions that he took, which was, com- which was completely against the Nazi mentality, which I'm going to explain one by one. So in 1939, he decided that I'm going to do this, which, because of which, since he said in a speech that he needs or we need as Indians to take violence, he was thrown out of the party.
0: Yeah.
1: And uh, so a couple of times, I think one time he went to jail and then his health was degrading too much. Then he was uh, set free so that he does not die because a freedom fighter dies. He's even more powerful than he was when he was alive. So, and then he was in West Bengal and he, then he escaped. So from West Bengal, he went to Afghanistan. And his plan actually was to go to Russia. Now, this is why you need to have a little bit idea of World War II. So Hitler actually shook hands with Russia initially. And the pact was molotov ribbentrop Pact, uh, which was made in August 1939. So the way that it was going is we have the Axis power, the three countries, uh, two fascist one... Uh, one is uh, imperial and then it has shook hand with the communist country so we have basically the biggest power that we have seen so far so right now germany and russia are together so he wants to go to russia generate an army over there and then invade basically india which would now have the army governed by british yeah now we have to put a charger over there i'm extremely sorry it's low battery all right. So where was I? So his plan was to get to Russia, get the support over there and then sorry. get yeah. back to invade India and just wipe oh. away Britain because Britain was already having some problems or losing a lot of wars in North Africa at that time. So that is the way the world looked at that time, that they are going to kind of lose the war. London was bombarded. France was defeated. So that is how it looked at that time. So that was his idea. So he escaped to Afghanistan. Now Stalin at that time was thinking that Subhash and the Boers just might be a British spy trying to get in and get information. So he was not able to trust. So he was having a lot of uh, problems at Afghanistan to get over there. But over time, he just walked into the German embassy And talked to the delegates over there. And they said that okay we can sort something out. And since Italy and Germany are having alliance. Which was kind of till the end of the war. yeah. So they figured it out. And uh, the Italians actually gave him a pass. To get into Germany. Through Russia. So he got a transit visa through Russia. And then finally got into Germany. Now here's the thing. India is kind of a big base. for for the british empire a huge amount of british army is actually made of indians like you can see in a lot of cases one third of the army of british britishers are made from indian armies that come completely selected from india right so number one if we can start a revolution over there or defeat that base it would be not only strategically helpful but also will be helpful number wise but number one, it is a strategic spot. It's a peninsula. It's a very important spot. And already their forces are, the Japan is, is has conquered the Singapore and all. So it is a good spot to be. So Germany decided to support Sebastian Dupus. Yeah. And they even gave him like an office and he stayed over there. He actually married an Austrian woman. Yeah. Her name was Emilia Schenko. Yeah. And uh, their daughter is still alive. Oh. Anita, the last name. Mm-hmm. I won't be able to pronounce. Try that. P-F-A-F-F. So, <laughs> <puff>. <laughs> Don't even try. <laughs> yeah. So she's mm-hmm. still alive. Yeah. And uh, he stayed over there and even did some broadcasts, which was broadcasted in India yeah. through radio. Okay. That, okay, Sebastian is alive. Because a lot of people was, were thinking that he actually went out to become a monk yeah or he just died or something because he disappeared right so he finally went stayed over there and uh, like i said uh, britishers were losing a lot of wars in north africa Mm. and huge amount of their army was made of indians so the ones who lost became prisoners of war pow's and they were brought back to germany So Subharshan the Bose's idea was that I'm going to take this POWs and form the Indian army, they are Indian anyways, and he called it INA, Indian Nationalist Army, and we are going to launch the force through Russia, because we are going to come from top. But that's when Hitler made his own ideas of invading Russia, and now they went on to war in 1942, that's where they broke it, June, yeah, kind of June, it was summer, that's what I remember so that now that that passage is gone there's no way he's going to be able to invade India right but here's the thing about him that you need to admire that he had nothing to do with the world war he was not over there for the war he was there for India and he thought that there's no reason I'm going to stay over there anymore I need to get to India and if not through Russia I'm going to get there through Japan Because Japan and Germany still had their alliance, right? Yeah. So the Germans decided to send them through a U-boat, which is basically a submarine, right? Yeah. So there were two submarines, halfway German submarine, and then they transferred it, and then Japanese submarine, and they got them to Singapore. So in 1942, another thing happened. Like I said, Britishers were losing like anything. Until United States joined, they were losing almost every war apart from the battle for London right so Singapore was gone and over there there were close to 150,000 men British army men and out of that close to 50 to 60,000 were composed of Indians understand the numbers like I said a huge portion of in uh, British army was made of Indians so he got the numbers because the army that was in India at that time was close to 70,000 and that too, when they see somewhere around 50,000 Indians marching inside, a lot of them are going to change sides. Yeah. This happens all the time, right? Okay, so he got the numbers, now it is left for him to go out there and invade India. And this is where he really played at his military role. Understand, he does not have any military training. He did not go to any precise training as a general, right? Yeah. But it is his like sheer will. And that is what even the Japanese people admired about him. See, Japanese people are all about respect. They don't care about anything. And when a Japanese crowd or set of genders from Japan admire you or respect you, you are really doing something great. And they did. They actually called the Bose as a true symbol or icon of a samurai. Yeah. Which is like the purest form of a warrior. So, so this is how it is going. So, he went up from Singapore to Burma, which was at that time right at the border. Now, yeah. it is all Bangladesh and uh, India has like a corner going out over there if you look yeah. at the ma- map. But at that time, it was pretty clear cut. You are at the gates of India, right? So, he went over there, but that's when Japan started losing the war. Yeah. And uh, America got into the war because they had bombarded Pearl Harbor, and uh, America basically first started from the bottommost part, which is almost touching Australia, and they started to Japanese people started to lose territory after territory.
0: Yeah.
1: And basically, Japanese army retreated, and subhash and the Bose was left alone over there yeah. with his bunch of Indian men, and when they tried to invade. They basically lost. Okay. And uh, when when that happens, and at this point, we have the Hiroshima and Nagasaki, August yeah. 1945. Basically, the country gone. The last Axis power is out of the picture now. Yeah. So they are alone, completely alone. And plus, they are losing the war over there. Right? And at that point, what you need to understand is that you have to face a trial. Once you end a war, there has to be a trial yeah. for the war crimes. For example, in Europe, they had the Nuremberg trials. And in Japan, they had the Tokyo trials. Yeah, And they were these army Indians who were going to fight for their freedom were basically called or named as mut- mutiny people. They, yeah. they created a mutiny. They, that is... Now, if you look at it, a great term would be terrorism, right? Against the government, if you're taking up the arms. Okay. And at that time, the government was the British government.
0: Yeah.
1: So, th- uh, what Subhas and the Bose did is completely dissolve the army, INA at that point, scatter it around. Yeah. There were three people who were uh, sent to trial in uh, Redford
0: yeah.
1: for this whole INA movement. And the first one is named Shah Nawaz Segal. Uh, sorry, 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 sorry. I don't know the third name, all right? So I'm not going to try to pronounce. The first name is Shah Nawaz. The second name is PK Segal. And the third one is Guru Bakh Singh. Yeah. So if you look at it, one is Muslim. The second one is Hindu. And the third one is Sikh. Yeah. And that is what you have to admire about yeah. this person. The diversity that he appreciated. Number one, he believed that we have to unite with diversity. And he said that there's going to be no differences. Not the North, not the South, not the religions. We are going to fight united. And second of all, it is kind of the first and one of the very few armies that had a female regiment.
0: Yeah, that's great.
1: Yeah. And those people who think that he went and shook hands with Hitler... And he was kind of moving in the direction of dictatorship or in fascism. Think about this. In German army, females cannot fight. Yeah. This was a big agenda of the Nazi party. Yeah. It was clear that the women are supposed to create more and more Aryan child. Yeah. And that was the problem that he faced in Germany as well. So it was kind of like an intercaste marriage. So they married, the name that I said, uh, Emily Yoshenko. So they married but it was not on record because intercaste marriage or inter race marriage was not allowed in the nazi germany in the third Reich yeah. so uh, he he went out against the grain again and again
0: yeah
1: right so you can't really look at the diversity that he appreciated and how less he he paid attention towards any racism that germany was doing he yeah. thought that it was a necessary evil so you have to look at it in a very different perspective. You can't really look at him shaking hands with Hitler and think that what is going on. So like I said, it's a mysterious man. And that meeting when he met Hitler actually did not go that well. Yeah. So if you look at the complete thing, Germany did not really support Sebastian the Post that well. Okay. They did not do anything. So they gave him like somewhere close to 10,000 army. And uh, when Germany invaded Russia, obviously not caring about and the Bursa's plan, yeah. uh, those 10,000 men were left over there only. And what yeah. happened to them, nobody knows, right? So it was basically Japan who gave him the army. But what people need to understand is that it was Germany mm. uh, where the Netaji term came. Because Netaji in India or Hindi language means uh, leader, which is very equivalent to the Führer, which also stands for leader in the German language. right? So that is where it started. And they gave him a proper office. They, they gave him uh, the, li- uh, the liberty of commanding his own army. Mm. That's where it all started. Mm. Right. But... There, there are a lot of different pieces that you need to adjust. Uh, see, there's a movie made on Subhash Chandra Bose. It's available on YouTube. You can see like 19 million views or something like that. So I don't think that even that movie does the fair job of telling the history like it is supposed to be told, right? So movies are movies. They have yeah. to make it dramatic,
0: right? Exactly.
1: And when you when you look at different sources like what are the britishers saying about what he did what are the indians saying what he did then you kind of get an idea of maybe this might have happened yeah. so when when the ina was disintegrated he was at burma and uh, now he needs to escape yeah. so he at that time still thought that i'm going to go for asylum at russia yeah. and at that time right after the atom bomb drop. If yeah. you do not know, Soviet Union, USSR, invaded Manchuria part, which is currently in China. Yeah. At that time, it was a part of Imperial Japan. So, they invaded China. i oh sorry, they invaded Manch- Manchuria, and the Bose's plan was to land on Manchuria. Yeah. But that plane never landed over there. So, okay. it is said that it has crashed, but some people say that there's no proof of that. Some people okay. even say that he may be in some... Siberian Gulag or something like that which is basically concentration camp at that time so nobody knows that it is like a one of the biggest conspiracy theory that was he alive some people say that he was alive till 1985 you see in here but when you look at the kind of person that he was it's completely believable because they thought that he has died Mm -hmm. uh, in 1939 when he escaped from West Bengal yeah right or at that time Bengal or Calcutta Right, but that is the kind of person that he was. He was very,
0: charging, um,
1: kind of like a clever, clever person. Yeah, he blended in, like he changed identity from identity from identity. So yeah. he he went over there uh, in Kabul, I think, in Afghanistan.
0: Yeah,
1: and he had an identity of a Muslim. And then he he had an identity of a French person or I think Italian person as he was going to Germany. And then he stayed over there and he's like evasive. Yeah. Right. Mm. So I think that this is as much as I could find about the reality of what his life was. Yeah. But damn, it was awesome. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he went from one place to another. <laughs> uh, one thing you
0: of knowledge. <laughs> yeah, one thing
1: that you have to understand that he was a, from a very, very rich family. His parents were well off. Uh, currently, what we know as civil services examination. Yeah. At that time, it was Indian. Uh, ICS. C- yeah, c- Indian civil services.
0: Yeah.
1: Right. And he cleared that with all India rank of four.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Same with the Ashish uh, and <laughs> its rank, bro. <four. laughs> yeah. So,
1: so he cleared that, and he could have had a very good life, well-off life, yeah. in India. But he chose not to have that. So, yeah. at some point, you have to look at him and appreciate that.
0: Exactly. Right. Yeah.
1: Right. Whatever it is, it is a very controversial thing, but. I was also thinking, oh, what is happening? He's shaking hands with Nazi. So uh, what really strikes you when you look at Subhash in the Bush shaking hands with Japan or uh, uh, fascist uh, Germany at that time is that there's no doubt that Germany, Italy or uh, Japan at that time were worse than what colonial India was. Definitely. They were worse. They were straight up gassing up the Jews, concentration camps, yeah. and they're on a mission to wipe out an entire race. Now, I think that this these banners are very famous. It was written in India, Indians and dogs are not allowed. You must be knowing about that as well, yeah, in yeah, some yeah. clubs and all. So that is racism as well. Yeah. But we are not having people getting gassed up. Now, we had Jallianwala Bagh, where... Yeah i do not remember but a lot of people just shot to that yeah right uh, but it's not as bad japan did plenty of atrocities in their part as well
0: yeah that was brutal
1: italy did as well yeah and like they had a field day when it came to nuremberg trial or the tokyo trial like the horrific things that they did like, piled up bodies over bodies, like, I have pretty strong gut, I can see murder, I can see anything, I can see people chopping each other out, but when I saw what they did in the concentration camps, even I are like, I can take it, man, I think that I'm going to puke. <laughs> so, so, that's how evil people can get, yeah. but if you compare it to that, a lot of people will say that colonial India under the British Empire was much better.
0: Yeah.
1: But that that is why it is a controversy. But he thought that it is much better. How about we go for free India and make it even better? Yeah. Why do I have to say that I can only select from one to six? How about I select ten? Yeah. That was his idea. So he wanted to do it his way. Yeah. And what actually when India got independence, Subhash Bose was not in India, unfortunately. Yeah. According to records, dead. But his movement of INA and these three people who were brought to Redford, yeah. this actually mm-hmm. brought a fire in the revolutionaries. That yeah. look, look at what they did. And a lot of people say that this was one of the biggest mistakes that the Britishers made, that yeah. making a public trial out of them. Because mm-hmm. now you brought their big movement and what and the Bush did yeah. into the limelight.
0: Okay.
1: And uh, that sparked a fire. Exactly. Right? Like, for example, Jalianwala what it did is strike fire. You yeah. can't make these mistakes Yes. when you are uh, kind of having an authoritative rule and not giving rights to people.
0: Yeah, I really like the part when you said that the Subhash Chandra was, he was in favor of, you know, diversity and yeah. uh, equality and uh, even like you were telling me that he was asking women to come fight for, uh, for the yeah. country. Correct, yeah. Right, because so if what, you want independence, yeah. so we want you to fight for independence. So
1: he said that if yeah. women want their rights in a free India, they should be fighting for a free India
0: exactly yeah, yeah that i wanted to bring into limelight because <laughs> yeah. you forgot that thank point. you for reminding me yeah, yeah. <laughs>
1: so you have to look at all the pieces right it's a very mixed character and it is very difficult and I, d- I don't think that we should judge right away without actually looking at it yeah, properly. Yeah,
0: now it's up to you guys. How yeah. do you want to see yeah. your Subhash Chandra boss? Yeah, because like, it's on yeah. record what he did. Yeah, and there he... are two, always two perceptions about him. Yeah. Like uh, Some people are against him. Some people are, mm-hmm. uh, you know, in very much a pro Subhash mm-hmm. Chandra boss. Yeah. So it depends on you. What are you taking back from this podcast? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: We wanted to talk about a lot of other things. But I guess that it's more than sufficient for today. Extremely sorry that we could not discuss uh, some space topics today. But you can understand the day that it is. We have to talk about something related to the topic.
0: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Right. Maybe uh, we we, uh, made some of you guys feel more proud about being an Indian yeah or, and
0: one more thing like one more vlog is coming <laughs> this saturday yeah, yeah be
1: ready for what is coming this saturday yeah because you're going to love it i'm pretty sure about it
0: i do know <laughs> it's it's
1: different it's not a vlog it's different so stay ready for the saturday thing
0: yeah
1: <laughs> that's about it it's going to over it and shut down anytime yeah <laughs> okay okay so, guys see you
0: guys in next the next time. podcast till then bye take care and keep smiling
1: bye Bye. All right, guys, that's about it. This was the audio version of the podcast Talk and Fire. You can also find the video version on the YouTube channel named
0: Amalgam.
1: Thanks for listening. You can find our social media links down in the description box. Until then, bye.
0: And take care and keep smiling.
1: This is a weekly podcast, and you'll find us every week. See you next time.
0: Bye bye.